Hi everyone, Dr. John Finn here. Welcome to another Tougher Minds podcast. You may be able to hear in the background, I am on my office uh, treadmill. I'm just walking along in the office as I'm recording this podcast. We're doing a lot of sessions for clients at the moment titled things like Return to Work Anxiety, How to Build Resilience and Thrive. So I thought this is quite topical for people at the moment as we gear up to returning to some sort of normality. And there's a lot of stress and anxiety connected to that for a lot of people as we enter what has been termed the new normal. So I thought it would be helpful just to share a few of these insights that we're covering with clients and, and now we're helping people to start overcoming some of these challenges. I think what we need to recognise that we do live in the VUCA world, the volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous world, where the only constant is change. And this transition to a more flexible, hybrid, agile way of working is just part of that change. And because our brain is designed, our brain's number one operating rule is to save energy it's designed to save energy, so it always does what's easiest. And what's easiest for our brain is to just do what it always did because it, it runs on habits. So anytime we're asked to make changes, changes that don't give us immediate gratification, our brain doesn't like that. It causes it problems. So the VUCA world is invariably going to cause more stress and more anxiety, and that's why we're seeing these increases in mental health problems. And the VUCA world also makes it more difficult to get your brain working properly um, because it makes it more difficult to build really good sleep, diet and exercise habits. But I think if we're going to understand how to overcome anxiety and stress, we first of all need to think about why it happens. And some people will say to me, well, I don't get stressed, John. But the way that I'm using the, the, the word stress here, it, it, it's the natural response that happens in everybody's brain. And it, you can think of stress levels on a continuum from 10 down to one. 10 is the highest levels of stress you can experience. One is the lowest levels of stress you can experience. And depending on how many little stresses are in your life will depend on where you are on the continuum. But one stress occurs for, 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 for very simple reasons, or we, we can explain it very simply. So an event happens, and let's say I'm on the train going into the office, and my expectation in that situation is that anyone else who's on the train in close proximity will stay at least two metres away from me. That's what I expect to happen. But if that person, or if a person starts to get very close to me and this is different to what I expected was going to happen, I get what we call a disconnection in meaning systems. And that's, that's why stress happens. It's just a difference between what you expected to happen and what actually is happening. And of course, that's going on all the time now in big ways and small ways. So, you know, in big ways, it's well, we were going to return to the office on this date and now it's been changed. That's a, it's a big example. In small ways, it might be, you know, I expect my children to be able to do their schoolwork independently whilst they're uh, in, in the holidays or if they're, if they're, if they're having to be uh, 
learning from home so that I can get on with my work, you know, and, and maybe that isn't the case or I expect my partner to say something nice to me first thing in the morning or not be angry about something, you know, whatever it is. It's just these little disconnections or big disconnections, but that's, that's what causes the stress. And whenever there is a disconnection, what happens in your brain, you can think of a two-part process. First of all, you get the fight, flight or freeze response. So your brain gets ready to do something. Lots of uh, chemicals, neurotransmitters get released. The, the thing that's, that I point quite towards in this situation is and the most important thing we can understand that happens in that stress response is that we start to breathe faster. And for me, that's the most important thing because it's the only thing that we have direct control over. By the way, I'm walking along at about three miles per hour now, starting to get slightly out of breath walking and talking this quickly, but I'll keep going. I may have to reduce the, uh, the speed soon, but anyway. Um, so we start to breathe faster, and I'm breathing a bit faster now because I'm on the treadmill. And that's really important to understand because it's something we can control and manage and actually reduce, and I'll come back to that later. But essentially... Stress happens because there's a disconnection. The first part, there's a disconnection in our meaning systems. The first part of the stress response is we start to breathe faster. The fight or flight response kicks in. The second part then of the stress response is that we start to get our attention, our thoughts, onto things that are not particularly helpful. We dwell, we beat ourselves up, or we get angry at the situation. Typically, we put our energies into things that are not particularly helpful for us. So that's how stress happens. And if we want to manage the stress response better, the first thing we need to get right are really solid foundations of good sleep, good diet, good exercise. And that's why the first thing we teach habit mechanics to do, once we've taught them how their brain works, is to build better habits around those areas. But the, the second thing, if, if those areas are working well, the second thing we can start to do to help, to help us to manage the stress is, is to write it down. It's not just to keep thinking about it and rehearsing it in, in our brain, but actually to, to write it down, to say, well, what is it? And is it real? And where's the disconnection here? Because by doing that, you're actually starting to take more control of it and you're taking the stress response out of the control of your alive perceived energy brain, your eight brain, the, the term uh, we use to explain the limbic regions of the brain. So we can start to write things down and immediately that gives us more control. Now the thing with stress is we can't, have, we can't necessarily avoid it happening to us because often stresses happen because of uncontrollable things. What we can absolutely do is be more proactive in dealing with it. So a, a stress might last a week or rather the, the negative experience or side effects of a stress might last a week or maybe you can get it down to six days because you're proactive or a stress might last an, half an hour or maybe you can be proactive so it only lasts 15 minutes and this is what we're trying to do is how it mechanics we're trying to um, use insights from neuroscience behavioral science to build better stress stress management habits so the VUCA world means that we're, you know, stress and anxiety is just kind of part of our life and it's going to continue to be. So we have to get better at managing them. 
it's going to be easier to manage stress if we understand why it happens. And that's why I gave that simple overview about, it's about the disconnection of what you expected to happen versus what is happening. And then there's a two-part process that unfolds because of that. One is you start to breathe faster because of the fight or flight response. And then your brain starts to look for the threat, the problem, the worry. In order to make it easier to manage stress, we've got to build better sleep, diet and exercise habits. And then once we start to notice that we, know, that we feel that we're in a stress response uh, state, we can start to write down what the problem is. If we want to build on that to some specific things that we can be doing, there are lots of things we could talk about here, but in this, what is a very short podcast, I'll give you two things to focus on. First one is to address the first part of the stress response, which is where you go into the fight or flight response and you your breathing ultimately increases so you get muscle tension you, your eight brain takes over everything etc your activation level term that we, we use in our habit mechanic training gets uh, increased to unhelpful levels and what we what we need to do here is ultimately is, is yeah ultimately reduce our breathing so slow deliberately slow down our breathing so for me I'd focus on slowing down my breathing just to five seconds in and five seconds out. But I wouldn't just be practicing doing that when I notice I'm stressed. I'm lacing that practice of the 30 second breathing drill throughout the course of the day. So it could be whilst I'm boiling the kettle, it could be whilst I'm going for a walk, it could be at the end of the day as I'm writing down my uh, end of day reflection. So we've got to counter that first part of the stress response. The second thing then is how do we deal with the unhelpful thoughts? Well, we've already touched on it. We call this focus reflection. And there are many techniques we can use to do, learn how to do better focus reflection. Um, many of those we introduce in the stress management and uh, confidence management modules of the level two habit mechanic course. But, but one of them we would call a wabba, which is a written eight brain argument. Um, and it just literally means instead of dwelling and thinking and beating yourself up or getting angry in your head, write it down, write down what you're thinking about. It takes seconds, minutes to do, and it puts you in control of the conversation that's going on in your head. So if we're going to get better at managing stress and anxiety whether that's related to returning to work or in any other area of our life we need to understand why it happens and have some specific tools habit mechanic tools that we can use to start building better habits in how we respond to it we can't stop it happening but we can get better at responding to it and ultimately get better at mean uh, making stress and anxiety take up less of our time remember there's only 24 hours in a day and, and every day is a bit like a barcode instead of a black and white code, uh, barcode it's like a red and blue barcode and what we're looking to do and, and the red uh, means times in the day where we're doing and thinking things that are not helpful for us being at our best and the blue represents time in the day when we are doing and thinking things that help us to be at our best 
And what we're trying to do as habit mechanics is squeeze out as many of those red lines as possible. That means building better habits. And, and if stress and anxiety are, you find yourself doing a lot of that and you find it's unhelpful for you, then you've got to build better stress management habits. If you want to learn to become a habit mechanic, the first thing you need to do is become a level one habit mechanic and anyone can do that for free. All you need to do is go to our website, uh, sign up for the course and take the course for free. It tells when you're finished and we'll give you, give you your certificate. Um, thank you so much for listening to this one, guys. I hope it's helpful. I know this is a real on-topic thing for people at the moment. Pleased to be able to, to share these insights. And just, you know, thanks for listening, guys. If, if you like what you hear, do review the podcast. We really appreciate that. If you do have any questions about what we're saying, just get in touch. You can do that via the website very easily. There's a big green button in the bottom right-hand corner. It says contact us. Just ask us questions through there. These podcasts are going to keep coming. If there are any things that you'd like us to cover in them, just let us know and we'll do our best to do that. But until next time, stay safe and remember... You're only ever one small habit away from being your best and achieving your goals. Bye for now.